Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hey, all you movie fans out there. Thanks so much for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. I'm your host, Betty Jo Tucker, speaking to you during this first week of March 2011. Get ready for some fun, folks, for we're expecting Mad TV veteran Will Sasso to call in, and we want you to know that he's appeared in over 25 feature films, including some of my favorites, Best in Show, Happy Gilmore, Drop Dead Gorgeous, and most recently in Life as We Know It, which is out on DVD this month. Best known for starring in five seasons of Mad TV, Sasso is now playing opposite William Shatner in Bleep, My Dad Says, a CBS sitcom which was named Best New Comedy of the Year at the People's Choice Awards. Now, I'm not sure when we'll, uh, we'll be calling in, but I'm certainly very, very excited about having him as a guest today. I'm going to call on our, uh, our wonderful producer, Nikki Starr, to let us know if everything is uh, ready to go in the chat room. Nikki, are all systems go there? Yes, they are, and we are looking forward to him being here. Hopefully he will call in soon. Very excited. Well, uh, I'm hoping that, too, because he's one of my favorites. In fact, I was very, very nervous about uh, uh, talking with Will. Uh, I've been a big fan ever since I saw him on uh, Mad TV. And I think Jazz, our co-host, has had uh, some experience watching Mad TV. So I'm going to bring Jazz on now so he can tell us if he's if he has some favorite uh, impressions that that uh, he's seen Will do. Hi, Jazz. Come on in. Hey, Betty Jo. Uh, yeah, I, it's been a while. I, I have seen Mad TV. I, I would be hesitant to, to try to, to pick out one, uh, but I do want to say that I've always been impressed with people who can do impressions, people that can, you know, it, it's easy to be you and to be a funny person. Well, I, I shouldn't say it's easy. Comedy is hard. <laughs> but to adapt somebody else and make it convincing and not make it look cheap, I, I think that's a real skill, and, and it's pretty rare. Uh, Steve Martin was one of my earlier favorites long ago because a lot of people don't remember. He used to do a lot of impressions in his early career before, you know, before it launched, you know, took off, and he was just doing Steve Martin. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, very challenging skill. Yes, it is, and I think Will Sasso is is one of the expert uh, impressionists. I've been uh, taking a look at some of his, the clips from Mad TV and some of the some of the Will Sasso goodies that are on YouTube, and I saw something that just had me in stitches. It's uh, called the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger interview parody, and it's <laughs> where uh, Will Will Sasso is playing uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his clones, and they're introducing a new movie uh, called uh, Identity 
uh, identity theft to, uh, number three or something like that. But it's just absolutely hilarious. So I hadn't seen that before, and that really uh, that really just made me laugh uh, so hard. And I loved his work with uh, Nicole Sullivan on Mad TV, and I was so happy to see that the two of them are co-starring in this bleep my dad says with uh, with William Shatner. And I've had a chance to see a few of those episodes. It's a very, very funny show. And you can tell that uh, Will Sasso and uh, Nicole Sullivan have worked together uh, together before because they play man and wife and they're real estate agents. And um, William Shatner is uh, is Will Sasso's father. And, of course, William Shatner, he's, he's just got perfect, perfect timing. And the scenes between uh, Will Sasso and William Shatner are quite funny on that uh, on that series which i believe is being picked up uh, picked up again so if you hadn't haven't had a chance to see it please uh, turn that on and on mad tv when will sasso was with uh, alex borstein i don't know whether you remember some of the bits that he did with alex on that <laughs> on that series but he he did some bits with her um on as uh, mrs swan I believe he was in the Dancing Queen number, and uh, he was with Alex, I believe, when they played a singer-songwriter couple who, whenever whenever they were called to be on different shows, they'd just sing the same number over and over again, and it was just, it was just hilarious. I do see the switchboard now um, that there, there's a, a call coming in. Sure. Nikki, could you check and see if that happens to be Will? I'm keeping my fingers crossed, and uh, we're hoping that's... That we'll we'll hear from him because it can only stay until one thirty. So we want to make the best of it. And while Nikki is checking, I just want to tell everybody I was listening to a wonderful new blog talk. Well, it's not a new show, but a, but a blog talk radio show called On Bright Side early this morning, and the host announced that March is National Humorous Our Artist Month. So I couldn't help thinking what could be more appropriate than starting out the month by talking with uh, Will Sasso. So I certainly hope <laughs> that we get a we get a chance to to do that. Hi, so, Betty. Um, he is actually here. Um, oh, there you are on the line, Will. Fantastic. Hi, Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Will. Hi. How are you? Well, I'm much better now that I hear hear your voice, and I have to admit that I've been ever since I knew that you were coming on the show I've been very very nervous because I've been a big fan of yours ever since the Mad TV days so you'll have to forgive me if I if I'm not sounding very professional it's just because I'm so excited to have you on the on the show and I think my co-host Jazz Shaw feels the same way Jazz I know you've had some experience in comedy yourself so I'm going to let you have the floor to ask some questions from Will don't let her kid you, Will. Uh, she's actually been hyperventilating the entire time and getting ready to pass <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> I, uh, I'm I sorry. The first uh, few minutes of the show, I think you did fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's holding it together. You uh, did fine without me. Oh, well, you know, let, let's not pretend we could uh, get through an interview with Will Sasso without Will Sasso. We we may be somewhat talented, but not that talented. I know you're on a tight right. schedule. Uh, a new, let, uh, new way to interview people, to actually not have them on the line. That would, that would, uh, wouldn't that be interesting? 
Well, <laughs> no. actually, I think you, you've done some of that because you interview people uh, playing both parts. So, you know, you can actually interview somebody without having them there, but we don't have that kind of talent. <laughs> uh, moving right along, because we, we only have you for a very short period of time today, but we do appreciate your time. Um, a lot of Betty Joe's uh, listeners are, you know, either in the business or hoping to get into the business. Give us a little bit of your background, please. How did you uh, first get interested in comedy? Um, well, I, uh, I grew up just outside of Vancouver, Canada, and, um, uh, you know, I, I kind of got involved in the industry in Vancouver, and, and uh, when I was uh, younger, kind of in the early 90s, there was, a, there, was a lot, there was a lot going on. There was a lot of American location work and a lot of Canadian stuff, obviously Canadian TV and film, and, um, and yeah, I was just really fortunate to kind of crack the scene uh, as a youngster, and... Um, Kind of Did that involve a lot of stand-up work? Or? No, I've never done stand-up, actually. Um, oh, not even in the beginning. Okay. Uh, what, what do you consider your big break? Uh, you know, the, the quote-unquote big break, you know, you know, what was your breakthrough moment? Um, well, I'm going to be uh, probably, well, let's see, my big ba- break, probably be coming in around 2014, 2015, <laughs> uh, and Hathaway or some kind of romantic comedy. Something like that. Maybe Diane Keaton will play my mom, and I'll have a scene where I cry. And, and maybe uh, you'll be hosting the Oscars. I mean, how much worse could you do? I'll be hosting the Oscars, and uh, that was in 2015. That's right. And I'm really looking forward to it. Fabulous. So are we. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that too because I think you you could do a much better job than some of the hosts that we that we've had for the Oscars. But you know, uh, this is Movie Addict headquarters, and I'm so. Glad that you've been in uh, so many films. I I just uh, love the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous and Best in Show, but I haven't seen Life as We Know It, and I know that's your most recent film. Uh, It is on my Netflix queue, so I plan to see it, but could you tell us just a little bit about that film and the character you play in it? Yeah, it's it's a it's a movie uh, starring Catherine Heigl and Josh Duhamel, and it's sort of a I'd say it's a romantic dramedy. There's there's some really serious elements to it, and uh, basically they, a couple of people brought together by uh, some uh, a couple of best friends of theirs who were a married couple who uh, who uh, I won't give it away but they die. Whoops. And um, that oh is, no, uh, I'm not giving anything away. I'm not giving anything away. <laughs> That's in the trailer. That's in the trailer. YouTube it. So, right. um, so they end up coming together to raise this uh, little girl. They raise this uh, baby uh, together. Uh, well, you know, they 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 kind of uh, take care of the child in, in, in a foster sense until things get figured out. And um, uh, so they move into their their deceased best friend's home, and uh, and on with that. And I play one of these uh, neighbors who comes by to dispense some parental advice, and uh, you know it's not very good. And um, and that's sort of a, a, you know one of the comedic elements to the film. So there's so there's three couples that come by, and so there's six of us uh, neighbors that kind of come by, and uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We did a lot of uh, we did a lot of improv, and uh, it, was, it was you know it was a lot of fun. People, a few of them I, I already you know already knew, was already friends with, so so it was uh, yeah, it was really it was a lot of fun. It had me worried for a minute. You know, I was thinking, oh, they died. It's like somebody told me Richard Dreyfus was in uh, Piranha 3D, and he was, but he was dead before the opening titles rolled. So, <laughs> well, it looks like a fun movie, though. I have seen the I have seen the trailers, and uh, I am looking forward to to seeing it. And you said you had a lot of fun filming it, but from the many movies you've appeared in, which were the most fun for you to film? I I just can't 
can't imagine what it would be like to work with some someone like Christopher uh, Guest in Best in Show. Yeah, I mean those were. I mean those. I did a couple of those and got cut out of one. And uh, but those, that that yeah, those were those were a lot of fun. I mean, um, to me, it's kind of like it's some sort of interactive video game of uh, you know, like Best in Show, the game or something. I mean, these are movies that I would watch anyway, and you know, I was. You know, Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Is one of my favorite movies. Waiting for Guffman. It's one of my favorite movies. So you know, you get that. Get to roll around with these guys. It's uh, yeah. It's 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 a trip. I, I, yeah. I, uh, yeah. That's a that's a lot of fun. <laughs> Too much fun. Uh, a lot of your fans here are more familiar with with your work on Mad TV, obviously, because it, it's really you know taken off, become you know, at least a cult classic, and and you know quite popular. Can you just share a little bit of the insider stuff with us? Like what what's been really fun about that? How's the schedule doing, you know, a regular uh T V broadcast like that? Is it really crushing and do you get time to have any fun doing it? I would call Mad T V a an underground cult happening. That's what I mean. <laughs> so, um, right. it, how's the how is the schedule on that? Yeah, I mean you know, is it just too brutal to do that sort of uh, of an endeavor, or do you actually get any time to have fun with the cast and things, or is it just like all work, no play? Um, well, when we did, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it's a TV schedule. It's, it's uh, you know, it beats work. So uh, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it, we were there uh, for long periods of time, um, more so than, than you would be on other, on other uh, TV shows. You, you, you know, we're kind of You'd be there, you know, morning to night uh, a lot of the time. Um, but you, re- you really didn't notice because there were so many things going on, and you're doing so many things per week. And, uh, I mean, yeah, you have all sorts of time to yourself, too. And, and, and even the experience is there's a lot of time to yourself. You know, you're coming up with stuff. You're working with other writers. And, and other oh, writers. sure. Yeah, so. If you heard the intro to the show, Betty Jo was already uh, kind of gushing about your impressions. <laughs> um, of, of the ones that you do, do, do you have a particular favorite or one that really resonates with you, that, that kind of sticks with you, that you like putting on, you know, that set of clothing? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, those they were fun. I, I barely, I mean, it's like nowadays, like, I haven't done any, I, it's like, it's weird because it's like I have no outlet to do that anymore. So, um, yeah, it's like, I, uh, <laughs> like I barely remember which ones I, I love doing all of them. I mean, I kind of, I kind of, uh, I kind of always enjoyed doing different things, uh, you know, in a given week, you know, if you're doing three or five different sketches, you get to be three or five different, different people, whether they're impressions or original characters, or you're just playing a straight man or a character in someone else's sketch. Um, right. That's what I really loved about Mad TV, and uh, I mean, some of my favorites. I mean, the Kenny Rogers thing was kind of goofy. That was a lot of fun. To <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and also, I mean, I also liked some of the straighter impressions that were just straight impressions. I mean, a lot of the stuff I did, I would just or impersonations or whatever you want to call them. Uh, uh, a lot of the stuff I did was you know really goofy. You know, I would just take 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 someone and kind of find a couple things about them, or or in the Kenny Rogers case uh you know it was nothing like kenny rogers that was kind of the point uh or like uh, you know i used to do this um you know like any other i did like steven seagal or um randy newman and they were just like really inflated sort of 
just uh, really silly versions of those people. And then there were impressions that I thought were a little more grounded, like uh, like um, I don't know, James Gandolfini or Robert De Niro or yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, I like doing. I, I like. They were all a lot of fun because when I think of one, and I go, "Oh, that was fun," and then, and then, oh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was fun. And you can basically tell if an impression is fun when you're when you're when the other people on the show and your your castmates would would do the impression too. You know, <laughs> like when, it, when everyone else would start doing your impression to you, catches down like a virus. Start, yeah. Yeah. And then, then <laughs> and, you know, there were a, a lot of those with with other people's stuff being you know, just a doing each other's stuff, you know. Well, I've already mentioned the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger one being being my favorite. I I just and um you might not have been listening, but I I had found the uh, the clip of your doing the uh, parody uh interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger about the the movie that he and his clones were making and I just I mean it just absolutely had me in stitches, but I also loved your work uh with uh with Nicole uh, Sullivan and also with Alex Borstein, I thought the uh, the Mrs. Swan character I just absolutely loved. And then when you and I think it was Alex played the songwriters, singer songwriters that were were always singing the same song. What 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 was the name of that song? Um, it started as "You Are the One That I Love," and then yes, you are the so one that I love. love. So it started as as "You Are the Love of My Life," and then the next time it was "You Are the One That I Love," and then it was. This is the land that I love, and yeah, same song over and over. <laughs> it was, and uh, uh, different songs, but always, but always the same theme and always the same uh, t- tune. Well, we want to be sure and cover uh, bleep. My dad says uh, congratulations on that show being being named the the best new comedy at the People's Choice Award. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, about that? Uh, show and about the character Vince that you play and what it's like working with William Shatner and of course Nicole Sullivan again. Yeah, it's well the show is the show is birthed out of um a, a Twitter feed. Uh it was created oh. by Justin Halpern, um a young writer who um in the summer of two thousand nine moved in with his father for a little while to kinda, you know, save some cash and you know or, or whatever. And uh down in San Diego. And his father's a retired war, war doctor, a retired army doctor, and um, you know who's a kind of a very interesting character. I've since met man, and uh, you know uh, I've been told that he uh, has a lot of sweatpants and like one pair of slacks, and it's kind of a big fu to the world. And he's put in his time, and he has a lot of opinions, and he's extremely verbose. So Justin starts uh, writing down literally the bleep that his dad says, and uh, or the s or whatever you want to call it. And uh, putting it on Twitter, well, the thing starts gaining, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, and then uh, he gets a book deal out of it, and then of course the networks come calling, and uh, uh, you know they realize this is this is a, this is great ground for a sitcom. Uh, it's already a, there's already a family dynamic there, and you know most sitcoms, wow. multi-cameras especially, come from um, a writer's experience, like a writer saying, you know, here's my wacky family, or Here's what it's like, you know, look, my dog talks. Or, no, that's not true. That would never happen. But, um, you know, here's a case where you can actually look back and, you know, the, the audience actually has like a like a glossary. They can, they, like an index they can go to and say, oh, look, this actually happened. And, you know, I know that, you know, for me, what I think is interesting is I remember we were shooting this one episode and, 
you know, Bill's character, uh, you know, Ed, our dad, uh, is growing some corn in his in his front front yard, and it's it's grown over the fence, and his neighbor, um, played by Gene Smart, gets upset. And I remember it was after the show, after we taped that episode, that uh, Justin says, "Yeah, you know, my dad and his corn, you know, people hate him." And I'm like, "Wait, that really happened?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, <laughs> my dad has." My dad has corn, lettuce, and strawberries growing in his front yard in San Diego, and the neighbors hate him. Oh, no. You know, because there's all sorts of different insects now. He's, he's disrupting the the ecology of the block. Uh, so, you know, when you've got something that's real, um, yeah, it's feeding a show. You should have stories for a long time. So, exactly. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I know. I've, I've loved uh, what I've seen of, of that show. It just it does seem uh, so real and and um, humorous, and um, I think it's I think it's going to continue to be a success. But I, since we don't have you for very much longer, I don't want to neglect our chatters. So I'm going to ask Nikki if there's uh, or any comments or questions that um, people in the chat that you would like from people in the chat that you would like to share. With uh, Will Nikki, are you there? I am. Yes, I am. Oh. Well, of course, we have many, many fans in the chat room, and it was interesting because we we were taking the, uh, you know, like the um, poll to see which of your impressions we liked the best, and it was the Kenny Rogers one. And oh. I think that's kind of funny. I know. <laughs> and also, why haven't you done stand up? Uh, I don't know. Why haven't you done stand up? Well, because I'm not funny like you are. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never done it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, this wasn't that anything that you. This wasn't. I mean, we just were thinking about how great you would be because you are hysterical, and you know, there's lots of people out there doing it that aren't. So, just not something you're interested in. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I kind of was fortunate. Um, to start young, you know, acting, and um, and then you know, as, as time has gone on, you know, it's moved into um, you know, getting getting behind the camera a bit with uh, with some writing. Nice. You know, I, I, you know I, I yeah, I really enjoy what I do, um, and uh, yeah, I feel really fortunate to be able to do it. I haven't, I mean, I, you know, I love um, uh, some you know stand up comedy. It's it's. Uh, I got a lot of friends who do it. I think they're hysterical, and and uh, it's a really different. You know, any stand-up comedian will tell you it's very different from from mm-hmm. from uh, you know. And there's a lot of stand-ups that, that act too, but they, you know, they're they're different. They're different things, and um, yeah, it's not so much about. To me, it's not so much of the you know, should I or would I right. do it. It's it's um, I don't know. It's like it's like more of a I don't know, like, maybe it's because growing up, like, a lot of the the people that I watched um, never did stand-up, you know, and, and so uh. I was never really exposed to it. Like, you know, guys like, you know, I mean, my idols, you know, like John Candy and, and John Belushi and you know, Bill oh, Murray and, and John Cleese and, and uh, on down to, you know, Phil Hartman and, you know, Mike Myers and... Uh, Chris Farley, and you know, even now today, like guys like Ben Stiller and Will Ferrell, and and uh, you know, none of these guys have done stand up. And uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's funny that if you're a quote unquote, I'm not talking about myself. I don't know, but when you, if you're a funny person, some people go, oh, well, why don't you do stand up? Right. 
I don't know. Like I, to me, there's there's more. There's there are so many more really funny people that have that have never you know that have, that have never. Well, it's amazing you would avoid it, considering how easy it is and how much money you can make doing stand-up in the beginning. Because you know, frequently you can make as much as you know twenty twenty-five dollars in a single week. And, uh, I'm I'm so glad you mentioned uh, John Candy and uh, Will Ferrell because uh, as a movie addict, I, I I want to see you in more movies, and I don't really get to see a lot of stand-up uh, comics uh, out here in the sticks, but I do see a lot of movies, and I was just thinking how great it would be um, to see you in a remake of uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and you would oh. uh, co-star with, uh, and you would co-star with uh, with Will Ferrell or maybe Ben Stiller in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So how how would you enjoy that? Are, are you making me an offer? Do you secretly? Own yeah, I've got I've got all these all these movies, new movies. <laughs> He's angling to be your agent, agent, actually. That's actually my favorite movie of all time, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Wow! Not only so are didn't you accept? Right. You've heard it here. <laughs> I think it would yeah, be. I, guess, I think it would be. I guess I'd have to go off and uh, probably have a successful stand-up career for about ten years before I'm considered for that role. But, uh, but yeah, you know what? What's uh, what's what, what's the name of your uh, of your movie studio? <laughs> <laughs> movie Addict Headquarters. Oh, Movie Addict. Oh, oh, yeah, Movie Addict. Movie Addict Headquarters. I think it would be be our first. Uh, it'll be our first uh, full length feature that we will we will uh, produce. Well, well, I I just uh, think it's been so great having you, and we did promise that we would um, we would let you go at one thirty. And I I just have one more question, and that is, um, what is this all I'm hearing about some website called? Hamfatter.com. Is that something you've been up to? Well, that's, yeah, that's just my official website. I, I thought it would be, uh, uh, I don't know, I, I kind of, the, the, the website's seen two incarnations over the past five or six years. Uh, when I first created the site, like back in 2005, I, uh, I was like, well, why would you call it willsasso.com? That's kind of boring. That's like calling planes, trains, and automobiles johncandy.movie. So, um, yes. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, and no, I can, yeah, so I just have a site. Now it's, it used to be sort of a much weirder site. Now it's just kind of a dump site for everything I'm up to and for fans to catch up with me and that sort of thing. On the interwebs. Yes, yeah, I'm on the interweb, and I, I hear it's hilarious. So I'm urging listeners to to check out www.hamfatter.com, and I'm going to ask Jazz. Um, if he has another question, because we only have a couple of more minutes. So, Jazz, uh, do you have something else that you would like to ask Will before he leaves? Yeah, well, since we got Will here and, you know, somebody that's already made it to the uh, the, the peak of showbiz, if I may, Will, uh, let, let's go ahead and throw out the tough one. Uh, once again, for the students that we do uh, get calling in that write to Betty Joe and things like that, what do you think is the most important element of comedy? What makes good Comedy that will, re- you know, that people will relate to. Timing. Oh man, I messed that up. Um, no, timing's not important at all. Uh, for <laughs> you guys have uh, no. Forget about timing. You guys have uh, students and stuff that listen to your show. 
uh, people that are, you know, trying to get into the business, they've done extra work and things like that, and, yeah. and they listen, they call in, you know, people that are trying to get their big breaks someday, and, you know, and learning. And, uh, you know, what, what's the great thing about comedy? I mean, what's the, what's you know, the important thing to know about comedy? Here's what I would say is the most important thing about comedy. Listen to your own, to your own sense of humor. A, a lot of times in comedy, you know, comedy to me is, is something that, that um, and, you know, you can learn as you go, and you can definitely get better at, at what you do, and, and you can perfect, uh, you know, your craft. I don't want to sound like a douchebag and call it a craft, because uh, building stuff is a craft, right? Anyway, all right, I, I'm digressing. point is, um, it, 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 listen to your own sort of inner sense of humor, your own, you know, your own inner comedic barometer. Um, a, a mistake that a lot of people make, especially, you know, I think a lot of young a lot of young people that are funny and, and want to do some funny stuff is they start, uh, you know, um, ad- ad- adopting the style of someone that they really admire or like, and it actually takes them away from what's really funny about them. Um, the only mm-hmm. thing you really need, if you are funny, and I have to add that caveat, uh, the only thing you really need is the voice that, that you have inside. I- I'll, you know, I'll have I'll have a lot of young people, like, approach me and email me stuff or, you know, on Facebook, or they'll they'll send me stuff via Twitter or whatever, and uh, like, hey, watch my stuff, you know, and it's and it's nothing, you know, I'll see some stuff that's not not nowhere near my style, nowhere near my taste, uh, or no more nowhere near the taste of you know what I am and kind of would be known for. You would imagine you'd see me doing, and I'll have you know I'll see this stuff and it'll make me laugh my ass off um, because I appreciate all sorts of different stuff and it's something that oh this person is is original, this person is doing their own thing, I've never seen something quite like this before, and, you know, that's, that's really exciting, because there's only, because that's, it just makes you unique. Um, also, the other thing is, if you follow that sort of mantra, like, just really try to make yourself laugh, make the people that you're working with, you know, your tight circle, your friends, or the people that you're creating with, make them laugh, um, and, and that's also a really quick way to find out if you're not funny. Um, because if no one's laughing at the stuff that, if no one's laughing at the stuff that, that, that you really feel is funny, well then, great, you can move on to something else. Um, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I just feel like, you know, comedy is is yeah, is not really something that can be caught. It can be honed, but it has to be there. And I, I think the mistake that's made a lot is is that there's. You know, and, and who the heck am I, the supreme arbiter of comedy? It's not my place to say this, but I've come this far, whatever. You know, when you see people, it's like, oh, that's not, this person is not funny. They've just really worked hard to appear as if they're funny. <laughs> and there's there's a difference, and you can kind of tell. But nowadays, I think less people can, can tell, and so there are some people that are like, uh, you know, not really funny. Or there's some funny people that are, working on stuff that's not funny at all and uh it's just kind of it's tricky you know it 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 takes you know it's kind of the right situation that has to happen in order for i mean you see some of the funniest people in the world that are big movie stars and then you know they have a funny movie and then the next movie like what happened you know it's because honestly it's because some very unfunny people got involved with those funny people and those very unfunny people think that they're funny and for some reason, they've got some pull in the business of funny, even though they're not funny. And they're taking down someone who's hilarious, 
who should be hilarious in everything they do. Um, so, yeah, I would tell your listeners to that's listen a to great. Garfield. That, that's a brutally that's great, honest, great advice. Great brutally advice. honest be, answer, be Betty Joe. Really? Yep. Yeah. I it mean, was I, really, really. We, we probably knew in high school, Will, who was funny, and I, and I have to agree with you there. there. There's a certain just element that you knew in high school who the really funny people were, and there are some other people out there who have been successful in other things that make a lot of money, get a lot of influence. They go out and try to be funny, and it's just not there, no matter how hard they work. Well, it's definitely there with Will, and we've reached the the 30-minute point. So, Will, thank you so much for taking time to be with us. We know how busy you must be, and I want you to know that you have a standing invitation to come back on Movie Attic Headquarters whenever you have another project you'd like to talk about, and and maybe the next time you uh, will be able to stay the full show. Does that sound good to you? Oh, that would be great. I'd love to. Great. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to your next visit and, and to Bleep, my dad says, and to the uh, movies that you have coming up. I notice you're, you're down for Arthur's Christmas and, uh, and a film called uh, Football's Finest, and so I'm glad you're, you're keeping your hand in, and, and um, great success for all your projects. And, and we're, we're so happy that you could, have, could be here today. Yep, you're still there. Bye for, oh, sorry. Bye for uh, now. Okay, bye. <laughs> Jazz. Oh, I'm so glad we were able to book Will for our show today, even if it was a half hour. And, and you were just a, a great co-host. You you seem to enjoy talking with Will. Uh, am I right? Um, you know, well, A, yes. Absolutely. He is one of the really funny guys, and I, I enjoy his work. But I just I enjoy talking to comedians, and I don't want to disparage anybody else. I enjoy talking to comedians more than probably the other genres. You have some people on that are very serious actors, people that, are, that have done the work that I really enjoy behind the camera from the technical perspective. That That's all important stuff. But I love the comedians because it is just such a, a brutal, hard endeavor in entertainment. And the and the people who can pull it off, I, I really do think, Betty Jo, they, they have a special gift. I think they do, too. And I, I always hate to see the people that can that can make us laugh and are so good at it, and then they, they go into uh, to drama. I don't begrudge them doing that, but so few people can can make us laugh. That uh, if they have that talent, I'm always glad when they when they use it to uh, in the in the comedies. But remember when Will said something about hosting the Oscars, or you you said that you suggested that jazz, and we do have a special report coming up because the Oscars were given away Sunday night at the 83rd Academy Awards ceremony, and um, the whole show was uh, geared more to the younger folk. So we have a younger folk. On our show, uh, Nikki Starr. So, Nikki, you're on for your report of uh, this year's Oscars show. And, of course, now Nikki, Nikki has shut herself off and muted herself. Oh, no. Let me see if I can bring her back on. <laughs> Nikki? Well, there must be some some technical difficulty. Uh, she's not oh. saying anything in the chat about it, so uh, hopefully we will have her back in a moment. Maybe she can uh, be back up. 
What yeah, did we, you think we, about we the Oscars, Chad? We, we need the younger perspective on that because it really wasn't for me. I thought the hosts, um, well, one doesn't want to be too unkind. I thought a lot of the, the hosting fell flat. I, I think the guests, the honorees, uh, who were called up, uh, you know, the, the people who won the awards, uh, and, and a lot of the extra special guests they brought up to give some of the presentations, a lot of that went very well. I was not impressed with the work that the hosts did, Betty Joe. I, I, I thought they uh, – great great actors, don't get me wrong, great actors, but they seemed a bit like fish out of water in that environment, and it seemed a bit forced. Uh, a lot of the jokes didn't work for me. Some of the musical numbers didn't work for me. Um, I, I, I was unimpressed with the presentation, I have to say. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't think they did a very good job. Well, I think they were better than um... – the two last year, Steve Martin and uh, Alec Baldwin. But really? this wasn't the best Oscar show. Yeah, I thought they were. Uh, however, uh, I I just can't get with any any host of the show since I saw Hugh Jackman, Be Still My Heart, host the Oscars. And I was so disappointed when he didn't come up and have a duet with Anne Hathaway. Well, you didn't notice dis- the Anne Hathaway song was actually – Cutting, insulting, joking remarks against you, Jackman. <laughs> I know, I know, I, I know. But I, I just—I thought of you when that when, when she did that. I was actually sitting there, and I thought, "Oh my God, Betty Joe must be dying right now to have someone singing a song insulting Hugh Jackman." <laughs> that's exactly. Uh, you must have had uh, ESP going there because that's right. And you know, speaking of music, my, actually, my biggest complaint involves the show's de-emphasis. On music, and when Randy Newman, who won the uh, composer of the best song winner, We Belong Together from Toy Story 3, when he asked, How hard could it be to find a fifth song to nominate? I thought he was right on target. They only had four songs, and I don't think it would have been hard at all. There's got there's two songs from the list that were just fabulous. You have you haven't heard the last of me and Bound to You, and there were there was actually actually no dancing at all in the show. So I was just uh, completely disappointed in terms of having a de-emphasis on um, music, and that's why I like. There she oh, is. There, is there she is. Sorry, Nikki, I have now. a new puppy. We... Yep. Oh. I got a new puppy, and I'm like, squatting, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh gosh, sorry about that. <laughs> well, you're here now. That's all that counts, and and we wanted your report on your uh, impressions of the Oscar show. Well, this is my favorite Oscar show ever. All right, and oh. I, love, I think it was the most beautiful set that I've ever seen. I clearly was the demographic for it. It was funny. It was fresh. Uh, I loved, you know, what most people were wearing. Not everybody, but I loved it. Now I think I'm in the minority because I've heard many people say the same thing that you said. But I think they wanted to make it for a younger audience, and I, it, I loved it. It, I didn't get bored at all, and, and in fact, I do a show earlier um, before your show called Mrs. Smarty Pants, and she is a fashion diva, and she oh. said she was so bored by it, she turned it off early, and I oh, just no. loved it. Hmm? Well, who who stood out to you in terms of fashion? Um, in terms of fashion, let's see. I love Jessica Hudson. I thought she looked great. I like the little girl who was in uh, True Grit. We're getting some she, feedback. She was good. Yeah. She was good. Did you know that she helped design her own uh, dress? And she was so I age-appropriate. Didn't know 
Yep, she was age-appropriate. I loved it. I loved, loved, loved the costume changes. Anne Hathaway did. And I loved her shoes when she wore the tux. The one thing I thought was a little over the top was her co-host, whose name I can't remember. Um, oh, James Franco. He, um, he got our yeah. Mr. Cute Award. <laughs> he is cute. But when he came out dressed as Marilyn Monroe, that was a little over the top. But they really did a want little. to make it. for the younger generation. The demographic that they went for this year was 25 to 35, which is uh, totally new. Yes. Well, I had one review that I wrote, and it was very short, and all I said was that sometimes great actors who play characters very well, their worst yes. role is playing themselves. And I thought Anne Hathaway playing Anne Hathaway was tremendously disappointing. Oh my God! I thought she was fabulous. She's adorable. I did too. I liked her. I I found her boring. She was so excited to be there. I found him boring. I, he he could have just been gone, as far as I was concerned. They didn't need him. Well, he was but kind of the so straight man, wasn't he, for her? Right. She was enthusiastic. Um, she was excited to be there. I I just thought she was fabulous. I don't even like her as an actress, but I could tell how excited she was to be there. You know, she. she I agree to with you. Squeal and do yeah, the girlfriend squeal. And I think that Halle I liked Berry her was very much. Fantastic. Yeah, Halle Berry yeah. was beautiful. Oh, Halle Berry's um, always great. Yes. She is. Yeah, she and is. Reese Witherspoon, I thought she looked oh, fabulous. Well, yes. Talk about being put together. Well, yeah. oh, I can't know, believe that. Wait, I have one thing to say, and you're going to love this. Oh yes. She is going to be in Water for Elephants. She's yes. going to be the girl. Isn't that exciting with Bill Patterson? I can't it wait. It is. My my husband said when he saw her, oh, I can hardly wait her wait to yeah. see her on an elephant. She's perfect. <laughs> she's perfect for it. She's gonna be. She's gonna yep. be great. Well, thank you so much for for your report, uh, Nikki, and uh, for your comments and reactions to jazz. And um, we're we're going to uh, wrap up the show now. And I'm going to mention that our um, guest for next week is uh, Yara Martinez. She's a lovely actress who appeared in the Hitcher film remake and whose TV credits include Southland, Chase, The Unit, My Own Worst Enemy, and uh, A&E's drama Breakout Kings, which premieres on March 13th. So be sure to come back next time and um, hear the lovely actress Yara Martinez talk about her acting career. In the meantime, be sure to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. And now let's kick back as Kenny Loggins closes the show with Footloose.